So forget the how you just hold the vision. I didn't know how it was all going to turn out for me. I didn't know how I was going to have to leave my house and who I was going to stay with or where I was going to live and when I was going to get into my apartment and how I was going to furnish it. No, I just took the next step. So you throw your timeline out the window and just accept that everything happens exactly on time once you are committed to making the change. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Hearts Project podcast. My name is Cassie. I am your host. I am the ex-psychotherapist and seasoned social worker turned life and relationship coach here to help you create the life and relationships that you are excited to come home to by embracing ease and having more fun. Today's episode, I am going to be sharing a discussion that I hosted, a discussion, it's me talking, (laughs) but it was a live event that I hosted in my Facebook group in the month of August during the Something Fun A Day 31 challenge. There were 20 some of us in this Facebook group where every day we intentionally created fun in order to connect back to ourselves, improve our relationship with ourselves, and just feel better. If you are new here, you'll soon learn that I believe that feeling your best and prioritizing your own self-love and self-care is the best way to make progress towards your goals and to create the life and relationships that you desire. So we did that in that group for 31 days and I hosted a few different discussions. And this is the second discussion where I talk about breaking free from the nine to five life. So I invite you to join us in on that discussion. This is a great episode for someone who just feels like they are living to pay their bills. I've been there. I'm going to share with you my story. I hope it resonates with you. Perhaps it might also resonate with a friend or family member, and you're welcome to share there. I also encourage you to leave a five-star review and to subscribe if you found this content to be helpful and encouraging for you. Without further ado, let's dig in. today I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about how it actually does get to be easy. I'm going to show you, share a little bit of my story of how I started leaning into feeling good, which is why I created this group is because I know the importance of prioritizing self-enjoyment. I have come to understand that fun is a form of self-care an expression of self-love and it is essential. So I'll dig into it. I'm going to take you guys way back. I'm going to take you way back to Cassie, college Cassie, living her best life. This is me out with my friends, enjoying myself, I think my senior year of college. And I think this was one of like the happiest seasons of my life, which I guess isn't that abnormal for a lot of like college age people. Not everyone has that experience. Uh, It was lucky enough for me that that was my experience. I was like creative writing last night and joking that I, um, registered for my college courses because I wanted that 
um, .edu email account so that I could get on Facebook because I love social media. Um, and then I said, just kidding. I really signed up for college because I thought it would just be one giant sleepover. <laughs> and it was, oh my God, college was so fun. I always had a sense that I really could do anything that I wanted. Um, I didn't always experience this in my childhood. I had some challenges growing up in school, um, some learning and behavioral issues. But by this point in my life, I had a deep sense of like trust and faith that things are working out for me. I liked who I was as a person. I had good friends. I spent my time doing things that I enjoyed. I enjoyed my studies. And for the most part, you know, I'll talk about how I struggled in my relationships and all of that, but like for the most part, this was a really sweet, sweet part of my life. Um, and I remember I came to school, I think it was my, the first week of my sophomore year, I showed back up on campus. I went to the University of Cincinnati and I was reconnecting with my, the kids in my Spanish class. And um, one of my classmates said that he had spent the summer swimming with sea turtles in Costa Rica. And I was like, something lit up inside of me where I was like, I have to go to Costa Rica. Like I need to go now, <laughs> not really now, but I knew that I wanted to do what he did. And I wanted to spend my summer in Costa Rica. So I went to the study abroad office and I did some research and I knew I wanted to be at the beach. I was always drawn to water. Um, but living in land or like, yeah, landlocked Colorado, I didn't see the beach for the first time until I was 16. When I went with my choir to Anaheim, California, that's when I saw the beach for the first time. And honestly, I'd probably seen it like two or three times at that point. And I just had this deep calling within myself of like, I need to be on the coast. I need to be in Costa Rica and I need to do it this summer. So I remember I went to the office at school and I picked out the program that I wanted. I didn't spend a whole lot of time. Like there are so many programs, but I found like the first one that felt like it had the vibe that I was looking for loosely, which was like, I had no idea. I didn't know what to expect in Costa Rica. I knew they spoke Spanish. I knew that there was a beach. <laughs> Those were my expectations. And so it was really easy for me just to pinpoint, like, here's a program. Seems perfect good timing. I want to do this. And I went to my parents and I said, Hey, I need $2,500 to study abroad for a semester in Costa Rica. And they said, great, good luck with that. We will not be giving you $2,500, but you know, you, you have our blessing. You're more than welcome to go. So honestly, I didn't really give it much thought after that. From then on, I just focused on my studies. I worked hard um, at this point in my college career. I had gotten a job um, working at a salon and then eventually got one of my favorite jobs ever at a restaurant where I worked for a few years, like made some of the best friends ever. I was working a ton, um, but I wasn't saving a dollar. I didn't save a dollar for Costa Rica. Like I honestly didn't really think about it. I just like kept like the vision of like, wouldn't it be fun if I got to spend my, my summer in Costa Rica. And then one winter's day, I went to work. There was a huge snowstorm and I left my car back on campus because there was such a huge snowstorm. I parked on this really 
um, steep inclined hill and it was a gravel parking lot. It was not great for inclement weather like we were having that day. So I think I just took a ride with a friend, right? Like completely out of my control, went to work with a friend and I get a text from my roommate saying, Cassie, your car got hit. Your car got hit in the parking lot and it looks really bad. There's two tow trucks out there because they can't get them apart. Like they're, they're lodged together. And I was like, oh, great. But I come home and my car is really actually pretty fine. My dad had bought me this 1994 Volvo sedan. And if you know anything about these cars, they're like pure steel. <laughs> so this car that pulled up next to me, um, all it did was take off my side mirror and give me a good deep line up through my doors. Um, and it was a pretty easy fix. Like my dad's pretty handy. So he ordered me a new, a new mirror and said, the cosmetics are not a big deal, but he still filed a claim with the insurance. The insurance company totaled my car because it was of the age where the type of cosmetic work that it would need to return it back to it's like existing state was worth more than the car was worth, or it would cost more than the car was worth. So we were able to use a salvage title, which basically means like the car has been totaled, but I can still take it out and drive it on the road because it's nothing's wrong with it. Like mechanically, the car is great, right? And then one day my dad calls me and he goes, okay, Cassie, I hope you're ready for your trip to Costa Rica. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, well, you just got $2,500 from the insurance company for your car, which was the exact amount of money that I needed for the semester abroad trip to Costa Rica. And I, I had kind of forgotten about it. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And I think it's actually due in like a couple of weeks. Like literally this all happened exactly how it needed to in perfect timing. And I got to spend my summer in Costa Rica. And as they say down there, pura vida mai. I fell deeply in love with Costa Rica. Not initially. I remember when I first got there, I was like, what just happened, right? Like it felt so foreign to me. I've never been in a country where not every place has indoor plumbing. You can't flush your toilet paper. If you do have indoor plumbing, like their sense of like security is like big dogs and concrete walls that are 10 feet tall with glass shards across the top. I remember feeling deeply uncomfortable when I got there. And I even questioned, like, I obviously didn't know what I was doing when I signed up to come here, but it ended up being the most magical experience of my life. And I've made lifelong connections. And because of that trip, I ended up getting a bachelor's in Spanish. In addition to my bachelor's in interpersonal communication, I studied abroad in Spain later in college. Um, and I also went on to do social work in Spanish for several um, families for a couple of years. It changed my life. Like this trip was meant for me. It helped me connect so much with who I am and what I love. It helped me discover my love for dance. 
Um, even to this day, I go salsa, dancing, merengue, bachata, all of it. Um, and I'm planning right now a trip to Mexico City to reimmerse myself into the language. I was actually going to be there today when I was giving this presentation, but I had to stay back because I've got this silly eye situation going on. Um, but I'll do it. I'll do it another time, maybe in October. And I'm not going to sweat it because I know that whatever is meant for me is coming for me. Um, just like this trip to Costa Rica. I think this was in 2009. Um, so going back to 2009, Cassie, I remember when I left Costa Rica, I was like yearning to come back. I was like, I need to be back in Costa Rica. Like that initial feeling that I had when I first heard about swimming with sea turtles and on the coast of Costa Rica, which actually I've still never done, um, it had just gotten bigger and bolder inside of me, right? And so I was in contact with a school down there. I was going to go teach English. I was actively looking for lodging. This was after I had graduated with my bachelor's. <clears throat> I was buying clothes. I was like, I need beach clothes. I was connecting with my friends, letting them know when I was coming. And then I told a well-intended loved one of my plans. And they said to me, this is a terrible idea. Why would you do this? You have a credit card. How much credit card debt do you have? At that time, I had like $2,000, which felt like a ton of money for someone who had like never made, you know, more than $12 an hour working at any job. It felt like a lot of money. And they said, how are you going to pay that off with the money you're going to make in Costa Rica? This isn't, this isn't going to help set you up on a career. Like, who do you think you are thinking you're going to go live this life? They thought they were protecting me right? And I believe them. I thought, well, this is someone who's older than me. Like they seem to know what's going on. And so I shut it down. I said, well, it's not meant for me, even though I have this draw and I feel like I need to be there. It's not what I should do. So instead I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. Okay. I fell in, I fell into the rat race of a career. I got my master's in clinical mental health counseling. I got married. We had bought a couple of houses, like not like bought a house, sold it, bought a house, sold it. And I kept thinking like, I'll be happy when, cause I was never like that jazzed, right? Like I wasn't on the beach in Costa Rica. I was sitting behind a desk <laughs> like we all are right now, sitting behind a desk, pushing papers, you know, not really getting paid that great, not happy in my marriage. Um, and I just kept thinking like, if he changes, then I'll be happy. Maybe I'll be happy once we get this new, bigger house. I'll be happy when I get this different car. I'll be happy when I get to go on this vacation. I'll be happy when I get the promotion at work. And I did everything right. I got the promotion, right? I got several promotions. I was highly regarded at my job, right? I had a great reputation. I knew that I was on the path to really having a high placement in my career. By the age of like 32, I, I had almost like maxed out my income, what, like what I could make on my career path. Um, and my, like my status. And I was miserable. I was so miserable. I would just sit at home 
and like numb out on Netflix when I wasn't like commuting 90 minutes both ways to and from work. I would leave my house at 6.30 in the morning because if I didn't, it would take me an hour and a half to drive there. So if I left my house at 6.30, that meant that I would get in around 7.30, but I had to work until five because those were my hours. And then I would usually come home around 6.30. So that's three hours a day that I spent in my car driving to come home and to cook and to clean my kitchen, maybe get ready for the next day, right? I wasn't working out. I wasn't moving my body. I wasn't eating foods that felt good to me because I was just like exhausted. And I was in a very high conflict relationship where I was either avoiding conflict, in conflict, or recovering from conflict like all of the time. I was in the kind of relationship where if we went like five days without a huge blow up fight, I thought that we were like really doing well, right? And I just couldn't make sense of it because I did what I was supposed to do. I found the person who wanted to marry me. I got the job. I got the house. I got the car. I had the dog. Like I did what I was supposed to do. And I remember very, very vividly I was running errands one day in the suburbs, which I didn't love living in, but that's where we could afford the type of house that we had that I thought would finally make me happy. Going to my least favorite store, Walmart, because that was the best option that we had at the time. And I was thinking about my coworkers who seemed to like come to work and actually like genuinely be happy right? Who didn't seem to have the same complaints about their relationship as I did. And they had hobbies and things going on for them outside of just like living to work and living to survive. And I thought, you know what? That's just not meant for me. I I remember exactly where I was in my car, driving past Southlands Mall, on my way to Walmart thinking if I have done everything I should do, which would mean I'm living my purpose, right? Like the shoulding, if I, I should do this because like, that must be my purpose, right? If it was my purpose to be in this relationship and to be in this job, if I were where I was supposed to be, It was not my purpose to be happy. Ooh, that like really sat like heavy, but I also like really like accepted it. I was like, okay, like this is my life. This is what I've been put on this earth for. And I guess I'm here for something other than feeling good. And that continued for a while. Um, But I began to dream of like, but wouldn't it be fun if I began to dream of something more for myself, I began to imagine what would my life look like if I didn't have a 90 minute commute each way, where would I live and what would I do and how would I spend my time? And I realized that if I were to do that, the person that I was married to would not be coming with me because I knew they weren't available for that kind of life. They weren't available for like living closer into downtown, giving up this big house, 
um, you know, living someplace where we could walk and having neighbors. And I began to realize that the life that I imagined for my future, the life that I wanted, didn't have him in it. And it was going to require a huge overhaul. And it kept me, honestly, like in a very paralyzed state, but I still kept the vision and I, I knew what I wanted. And the more that I knew what I wanted, the less available I was for the life that I had, which really put me into a place where I didn't have a choice one day and I had to leave that life. I had to leave it. It's a long story. I can tell you that story on another day if you're curious about it. Like, let's have a coffee chat. <laughs> and I'll tell you how one day I had to leave that life very, very abruptly. But looking back, I can see how because I was no longer accessible for the things that I didn't want and the choices that I made because of it, we're all leading up to this day where it just flipped a switch. And it's funny because now that I'm telling the story, I realize how aligned it is with the stories that I told at our last life event, which is that like when the universe moves, the universe moves and it shifts fast. And one day you wake up at home thinking it's just another day, but the next thing you know, like you're sleeping in your girlfriend's spare bedroom and you have no idea where you're going, but all you know is that it's going to be so much better than where you've been. I was talking with a girlfriend the other day um, who is finally, finally, finally ready to leave a toxic relationship. And for so long, she was scared. She was scared of leaving that dynamic. Um, and now she's like, Cassie, I'm not even scared anymore. I'm excited. And that's where it is. It's when you're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm completely like out of control beyond just like recognizing what that next step is and taking it. All I know is that it's going to be so much better than where I've been. I love it when people are at that place. Cause I'm like, oh, your world is about to be rocked. Right. So anyways, little did I know that while I was imagining what my life would be like, that I was creating my, like this sense of unavailability for anything that didn't like really fit into that. It was not a conscious choice. It was just something that I started to do and my life changed overnight. And I just kept dreaming. I found myself living in my dream apartment, downtown, walking to work, going out dancing, like having a social life again, doing things I enjoy. I was taking care of my body. I was eating better. I was moving better. I was sleeping better. Like I was taking care of my, my surroundings. I was traveling. I started doing solo travel, which if you haven't done that yet, you need to, because it really puts you in, into touch with your intuition, with your desires, all of that. It's like an assignment. If you have not taken a solo trip, do it. So I took this solo trip in the fall, late, late fall, early winter of 2019. This is a picture of me at Steamboat Springs. Um, I asked a stranger to take a picture of me because I didn't know anyone there. Um, 
And I love this because this is the same place where a year and a half later, Alex would propose to me. I didn't know that, but I, now that I can look back, I can see all of the ways that things were like effortlessly starting to fall into place for me because I was choosing to align with the things that felt good for me. Um, and so now that I've been on this path and that I've seen the things that have actually worked for me, the things that have actually created the life that I wanted is by learning to know, trust, and love myself. Just like Cassie in college knew that she didn't need to work harder or prove herself to get the thing she wanted. She just had to be available for it. That's, that's what I've learned to implement now in my life very intentionally. Before it was just like all happening. And now that I look back, I can see what was working. And now I know how to create this for myself now. Okay. So now feeling my best is top priority. Loving myself and making decisions in ways that prioritize my love for myself is priority. Okay. So I spent all this time telling you how I completely turned my life completely upside down, right? Not everyone has to overhaul your whole life. And please don't think about that right now, right? Like it's one thing at a time. But if you are feeling like, I don't even know how I spend my time. I'm just constantly running from one thing to the next. I don't really know how I got here. It's not where I want to be. It's not where I imagined myself being. It's not how I thought it would feel to be here. You can start by just letting yourself want the extraordinary, okay? It's okay to want it. We think that we have to just be grateful for what we have and settle for that. And I'm here to tell you that it can be both. You can be grateful for all that you have and you can still want more. In fact, if if, and you are, you're here, you're my client. As my client, I am going to tell you that it is absolutely necessary for you to be grateful for what you have as you focus on the next things that you want to bring into your life. Because what you appreciate, appreciates. What you focus on expands. So finding the small ways, if it's hard to find the big ways, finding the small ways to appreciate what you have is going to create Space to bring in more of the things that you want. Okay. And for me, it's extraordinary living. And I'm not talking about like everybody's on their yacht sitting in like the bay somewhere, like playing bumper cars because life is so easy and we just get what we want. I mean, if you want a yacht, like let's get you a yacht. I got you. <laughs> I don't have a yacht, but you know, I can help you get there. Um, but this is my definition of extraordinary living. It is taking delight in the mundane, okay? It is like letting the small things excite you and light you up and to embrace them and to indulge in them. It is knowing and pursuing the life you want, like for real. 
But this means that you have to be aware of what it is that you want. We get so out of touch with what we want. We're like little parrots. Like society says, you want to get a job. You want to get married. You want to have kids. You want to buy the house. You want to make all of this money. You want to save for retirement, right? Like just do all the right things. Like, yeah, I want that. You want that because you think it's going to create a certain feeling for you. But then you get there and you're like, this doesn't feel good. This isn't how I thought it would feel, okay? And so the next step is to really ask yourself, like we're so focused on actions, like I was talking about, buying the house, getting the job, going to work, paying our bills, not telling you not to do those things. But look at the manner in which you're doing them. You're so focused on the outcome and you just have your head down and you're just looking at the road ahead of you. And you're like, where am I? Is this even where I want to be? And then you look up and you're like, no, I don't think this is where I want to be, but I guess I got to just keep going. No, I, I want you to look up. I want you to look up and I want you to really take an account of like, are these steps, are these actions leading me down the road that I want to go to? Because if they're not, if you're not feeling good, it's time to create some new actions, okay? And the first thing that I want you to do, I don't talk a lot about doing, but this is something I want you to do. And it's something that you are doing because you're here in this group and you're committed to it for the month of August. And this is one of my definitions of extraordinary living still is spend time doing what you enjoy. Choose the things that energize you and get you closer to creating the life you dream of. So this isn't like the shoulds, my friends. Okay, this isn't the shoulds. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because you have to give up the shoulds. The shoulds are the rules and the limiting beliefs of our society. We are, we are unsubscribing. We're not going to live by those rules and those limiting beliefs anymore. We're going to live by our own internal compass. We're going to live by what lights us up in here because I believe and I know that you have a higher version of yourself. You have a higher self. Maybe you have God. Maybe you have the universe. Like we all, I believe and know that we all have a soul that is not tied to this ego, that is not tied to this lens of the beliefs that we have carried into this life that we've, we have acquired through our life experience and our relationships and all the things we've been told. Okay. That higher version of yourself sees way beyond what your ego can see. And it's going to communicate to you through the sensations in your body that light you up and energize you. Okay. I like to tell this story and I probably have told you this before, but when I first woke up to this, I decided to like throw my agenda out the door. I was like, you know what? I am not going to like 
give myself these really rigid work hours. Like I work from eight to four, five days a week. And I try to do like a normal person who has a nine to five job. Like I tried to make that into my business and it wasn't working. So I threw it out the window because my job is a lot different. I don't get paid to sit at a computer and put in time, right? No, I get paid for creative thinking. I get paid for relationship building. Those are the things that generate income for me. And I have to be in a certain place in order to do that. And you have to be in a certain place in order to create all of these creative solutions for your own life, in order to tap into your relationship with yourself, in order to practice having a relationship with yourself, knowing, liking, and trusting yourself. Okay. So the story is I decided that I would prioritize feeling good. And I was like, okay, tomorrow morning when I wake up, I have no expectation other than doing the thing that I want to do. And I thought like, I'll probably want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix, or I'll probably want to take myself out to breakfast, or maybe I'll drive out to the coast and whatever, do beachy things. Cause you know, I love the beach. You guys, I woke up went to the bathroom and I felt a lot of anxiety. That's okay. I felt a lot of anxiety. I looked down and I saw the little dust bunnies that were collecting around the baseboards of my bathroom. And I felt this bolt of energy just go straight through me where I was like, I got to get that. I'm going to go get my cleaning materials and I'm going to deep clean my bathroom right now. And then my brain stepped in and said, that doesn't make any sense. Why do you want to do that? Actually, I want to do that because it feels good to have a clean bathroom. That's why I want to do that. I want to do that because I like taking care of my space. I like taking care of myself, right? So I just want you to know that this doesn't mean that you just like throw everything out the window. It just means that like you trust yourself and you trust to know that things are going to get done, even if they're not getting done the way that you should do them. Okay. What if your desires are yours because you were perfectly created to have them? What is it that you really want? I'm just going to give you a second. And if you're brave, I want you to drop it in the chat, even if you're watching this days later. I want to celebrate with you. What is it that you really want? How do you want to spend your time? When you think about this, the weekends are a little bit easier if you don't work um, on the weekends, right? Because it feels a little less constricted Saturday morning. You're in your bed. What does it feel like in this bed of your dreams? What's the bedding like? You open your eyes and you see the light coming in through the window and you look around your space. Where are you? What does it feel like to be there? What is the aesthetic of this, of, of the situation? 
who's in bed next to you? Right? I want you to continue this visualization. Walk yourself through an entire day. What skincare products are you using? What clothing are you putting on? How are you exercising? Who's there to help you? What are you eating? What are you reading? What is in your bank account? What does it feel like to go to work? What are you driving, right? I want you to take it all in and I want you to just sit in the power of knowing in this visualization that you created all of that. How is it different than what you have now? Okay, I wanna pose the fact for me, this is a belief that I, I've decided to make fact for me. And you get to choose your beliefs. So I encourage you to try on this belief that everything that you desire you were perfectly created to have. Okay, so with that in mind, in order to have these things, you have to allow yourself to want them. How often do we gaslight ourselves out of the wanting? It's too hard, that would never happen, that's unheard of, it's too late in life. It's impossible. That's too much work. What would so-and-so think? You know, it's another fun exercise. Write all of those thoughts down and like, let your, like, give yourself five minutes. What are all of the reasons why you don't think you can have this? And then I want you to look at all of those reasons and know that those are, none of those are facts. None of those are facts. They're all beliefs. Yeah. Like you, like the house might be $2 million. That's great. But it's a belief that you can never have the $2 million. Right. So I want you to allow yourself to have, to want it. And I want you to write down these, these thoughts because then you can be aware of them when your brain presents them. Oh yeah. There's that thought. I'm not going to spend any time there because I know that that thought's not helping me. Okay, the thought that's helping me is that everything that I desire, I was created to have. And another helpful thought, because I don't want you to be so attached to exactly what that is, right? Like if you literally like sit here and draw out like your dream house and your dream location, the probability of that exact thing existing, it's not that great. But when you think this or better, how many times have you surprised yourself by the situations and the things that you wanted turning out better than you ever thought, right? So I, this or better, I want this or better. And I love this. I've literally just given you guys a priceless mindset shift because this is where it starts. Just like how you saw me through my story stop tolerating the things that I didn't want and how that created space for the things I did. Literally, it all happened here first. It wasn't the doing. I did nothing. I did nothing in the beginning. 
I just allowed myself to want it. I allowed myself to be curious about what would it be like to have it. And that's something that you can start today right now. In fact, you already did with that visualization. So you're welcome. You're already on the right track. Because I want you to know that creating the life you want is only 10% action. This is my estimation. And I'm not a mathematician, but honestly, I'll stand like I back it up. <laughs> I back it up that creating the life you want is only 10% action. And that is why the work harder method doesn't work. There's this lie in our society that the more sweat equity you put into something, the more valuable it is. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but it has to be the right kind of sweat equity. It has to be that same sweat equity that I was talking about that lights you up in your center, right? I was putting in a ton of sweat equity in my previous life and feeling like crap, right? And now I work really hard doing things that I love. I work really hard making sure that I feel my best. I work really hard on my thoughts. I work really hard on making sure that I'm not aligning with all the reasons why I think I can't have something. And instead I'm aligning with all of the reasons why I'm open to the possibility that I could. That's where I spend my time. And that is how I have literally quantum leaped several times in my life. I've told you those plenty of stories where I didn't work hard for anything. It just showed up for me. But I was working hard on my mindset and I was working hard on what I was choosing to believe was possible for myself. So I want you to know right now that I am not the coach who is going to tell you how to reach your goals. I'm not going to give you the how because the how doesn't really matter. And it's always like the most beautiful surprise. Instead, I'm going to help you become the person that has the life that you want. And it's going to feel nearly effortless because you're doing the things that you have the energy to do. You're cleaning your bathroom when you have the energy to clean your bathroom, right? You're doing the work because you have the energy to do your work. You're spending time with friends and family and you're taking care of yourself because you know that that is what is going to give you what you need to do all the things that you want to do to do like to reach your goals. Okay. So forget the how you just hold the vision. I didn't know how it was all going to turn out for me. I didn't know how I was going to have to leave my house and who I was going to stay with or where I was going to live and when I was going to get into my apartment and how I was going to furnish it. No, I just took the next step. So you throw your timeline out the window and just accept that everything happens exactly on time. Once you are committed to making the change. Okay, so the work harder method is just an illusion of control and a distraction from the discomfort of uncertainty and fear. And that's okay. You're going to feel the discomfort. You're going to feel the fear. We're not going to bypass that. That's not the human experience that we're on this planet to experience. But I can help you figure out what to do with those emotions in a way that actually soothes them, in a way that actually empowers you so that you can create the new thoughts and beliefs 
that is going to make the rest of it super easy. Okay. It's this, it is this, this discomfort and the fear that's actually making it hard because you, you are, you are trying to soothe that fear externally through the work, through the money, through the feedback, through the people pleasing. You're hoping it's going to make you feel better. And it doesn't. So I'm going to teach you like through working together, what to do with that instead, because that's powerful stuff. Okay. So now that you're letting yourself want the thing, want the life, want the relationship, whatever it is, you have to know how to hold your desires. Okay. So we've talked about this. It's prioritizing fun and feeling your best. We've talked about getting your beliefs on board. I talked last week about getting your nervous system on board. So if you weren't there for that discussion, go back. It's there. It's posted. Um, then you're going to take some inspired action. And this is what I'm going to talk about next week. Next week, we are talking about um, wouldn't it be fun if, and I've used that term a lot today because it really is like the curiosity of like, wouldn't it be fun if, wouldn't it be fun if I had that type of relationship? Wouldn't it be fun if I took on that hobby? Wouldn't it be fun if I went on that trip? So next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to do that. And all of that is going to help you know, love and trust yourself. And you're going to know that you're supported because you know, you have this higher self looking out for you. You know, that there's something beyond your humanness and your ego who's got your back. You even have your own back in so many ways, right? Like looking back at your life, you've been through some hard shit. You've been through some hard shit, but you're still here which means that you have always had what you needed to get by. That's not changing. That's not changing because you have your back and God has your back. The universe has your back. I promise you it always has. And if you start asking for evidence to see how that's true, you will, it'll start to fall into place. Just like all of the stories I've told you today, looking back at it, I'm like, oh yeah, this was always working out for me. I just didn't know it, but because I've learned to trust it, it's become a lot easier. I do it with a lot less resistance and things happen a lot faster for me. Whew. Okay. How can I support you? I help growth-minded individuals create the life and relationships they're excited to come home to. Like I said earlier, and I do it by embracing ease and having more fun. I just explained all of this to you. You know this, okay? And I do this by providing one-on-one -on -one coaching through a variety of packages. I do have some group programs right now. I'm not launching anything probably until the fall. Um, I might relaunch my group dating program. It's been super successful. Um, I just haven't been working on that right now. It's not quite my audience, but if that's you in this group, um, we could talk about if that would be a good a good place for you. But otherwise I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and it all starts with a free 
45 minute virtual consultation, which means I work with people all over the world. I mean, honestly, I've never worked with anyone outside of the US yet, <laughs> but I do currently have clients in Vermont, in North Carolina, in Ohio, in Colorado, and then here locally in Portland and Vancouver. Um, I can work with you no matter where you are. If you're curious about how to work with me um, to really make things come into place for you to help you know, like, what is it that I want? Why aren't things working, right? Like, honestly, the most powerful thing that I will do for you is I will help you unalign from the beliefs that aren't serving you. And I know that doesn't sound like super glitzy and glamorously, but that's how you get the relationship. That's how you create peace. That's how you create happiness. And I'm going to teach you how to be happy and to find peace, no matter what's happening around you. That's what it is. It's magic and it feels like magic. Um, because it is really simple. It just takes a lot of practice and it's so, so, so important and good to have some external input because you can only see what you can see and things are so ingrained that it's, you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's what we do together in coaching. Um, and I would love to work with you. So schedule a free 45 minute consultation. I'm going to throw the link for that into the comment section here. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys in the comments. Like I said earlier, what is it that you want? Okay. And then also like, what are you taking away from the last 50 minutes, five, zero minutes that you're going to implement right now? Okay, and I feel like I might need to write these down for myself because I'm, I'm making them up off the cuff. So what do you want? What are you gonna implement? And also like, I want you to share an aha moment. Okay. I'm glad you're here. Happy to support you however I can. And I'll talk to you soon.